0: Is Peel when needed in heaven? Aww. <laughs> too, too soon or, or, so, yes, or right on? Yes, too soon. No! <laughs> it's all in honor of Dame Diana Rigg.
1: Who yes.
0: Passed away on. that. That's our real September 10th. Passed away on September 10th yes. of this year. Yeah. Um, a person that, <laughs> to be totally honest, most people would remember. I think for Game of Thrones and that's about it
1: yeah right
0: yeah tell Cersei it was her (laughs) and that's all that they I think remember uh, her role of uh, Lady Tyrell on Game of Thrones Mm -hmm. a role that she was nominated for uh, an Emmy several times
1: wow well she was fantastic I loved her as Lady Tyrell
0: but somebody who had already won an Emmy mm-hmm. for her work in the Rebecca miniseries in 1997. Okay. She won Best Actress for that, and she is a BAFTA award-winning and Tony award-winning actress as well. Uh, somebody who, um, I mean, you know, at the age of 82, that's that's a pretty good run. Yeah. <laughs> we say this about everybody. I
1: know, right? So I just
0: want, like, Millie Bobby Brown to die so we can just be like, no, no, too soon. No. Well, we do do
1: that. We, that we had
0: Enola, Enola Holmes too. Oh, my God. We could have had it all. <laughs> this is somebody who um, has certainly lived uh, an amazing life. Mm-hmm. And uh, for people who know and remember, and I'm sure it was, you know, the lead in all of the obituaries of her, um, played the role of Emma Peel. Yes. In The Avengers. Yes. Hold on. The 60s TV show. Right. The The British 60s
1: TV show. Yes. Now,
0: shall we take this time to dig up my old theory about how I know that Chris Claremont was born in England. Yeah. But maybe... um, Maybe Stan spent a little time watching TV with his English wife (laughs) and the programs that she enjoyed. Sure. If he ever uh, took a trip over there Uh to see the folks, which I'm sure he did. Yes. And in that time, maybe heard about a show called The Avengers. Yeah. And then created a comic book called The Avengers. The Avengers. Avengers, And created a character. uh, He was in there somewhere, right? Don Heck and some other people. But he was in there somewhere on the Black Widow tip. Mm -hmm. Uh, A character who is a suave 60s spy in a leather cat suit uh, whose husband was a test pilot that died in an accident. Yeah. See how all this works? Yep. (laughs) And then later on would appear in an episode of the show that was banned from British TV, Ooh. Uh, called uh, a hint of brimstone, where she infiltrates a society called the Hellfire Club, where everybody wears underwear instead of clothes. Yep. <laughs> so it's just like, ah, okay, nope. Thank you, British TV. Mm-hmm. Thank you for helping invent Marvel Comics right. in the nineteen sixties.
1: Right. But this is about her. <laughs> so, so, so this was this was banned. That was banned in on Britain in Britain. Okay. Yes. All right. I mean, I guess I could see that. Oh, uh,
0: the, you know the uh, the outrage culture that we have. They kicked the pilgrims out, but kept all the sexual repression.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so, yeah, we are two countries that share. We are divided by a, say, a the same language or whatever it what it is, mm-hmm. and also united by our um, you know our Puritan ideals.
1: Sure. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, uh, I have not really seen a lot of um, the Avengers TV show. did watch a couple of clips in preparation for this. Um, but um, I don't know. I mean, it looks kind of like it's a fun time and it um, is
0: absolutely a fun time. Mm-hmm. If you watch and you have the old old Doctor Who episodes, uh, when well, they're in a junkyard and some old man, yeah. you can't remember his lines, is just yelling at everybody. Right. Uh, that's what's summarized the first doctor. Sure, I just did it. Uh,
1: <laughs> also, and, he has a granddaughter. <laughs> and you think
0: about, yeah, which we never ever figure that out.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and you think about how it's like, yeah, this is, um you know, they just wrote TV shows different back then.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't know. I don't mean to say, <laughs> I think I feel like I said this every week for, for a month straight, but all these newfangled things, shows. <laughs> It's <laughs> not like back in the day. But back in the day, they're like, yeah, what if the characters, you know, all spoke cleverly with uh, erudition and, you know, were being confronted with cavemen or Daleks or whatever, but were also kind of in on the joke. Um, the, the Avengers was that, but for like grownups. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because they didn't have to stop and like explain how this fictional piece of machinery worked or like talk down to 10 year olds. It was like two adult spies who were absolutely banging off screen, right? They had to have been <laughs> like it just the, the sexual tension. You could cut it between Steed and Peel uh, with his uh, umbrella sword. You know uh-huh. what I mean, like. But and yeah, and it was also like zero budget. Uh, but it's you had to just make up for that with like charm and and wit. Yeah. And and they absolutely did. And who knows what anybody was thinking when they made that Avengers film in the nineties.
1: Oh, oh yeah i Awful. never saw that um okay I'll take your word on it for that. Must uh, have been...
0: Akiva Goldsmith Golds must have been involved with that somehow, right?
1: Wow. I don't know. I am mean, you can't blame every bad movie in Hollywood on him. Um, I know you'd like to. But...
0: <sighs> You're absolutely right. I can't.
1: <laughs>
0: but I'd sure like to try.
1: There there are a lot of other really bad directors, producers, writers out there, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: but I feel like they were all born in the... Their careers were born in the mid to late 90s. Oh, right. Really- um... And she uh, she got her start, uh, you know, in uh, on stage. Uh, she mm-hmm. was um, in the Caucasian Chalk circle uh, in the West End and she joined the Royal Shakespeare Company around the same time. Sure. And, you know, has, like I said before, won a Tony Award for Best Actress and was um, given the CBE and then later um, given the the DBE. You know, she's a dame. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what, you know, people may or may not know about her, but they know her if they know her for some things, they know her for uh, Game of Thrones, they know her for the Avengers, and they should know her for playing Teresa di Vincenzo in On Her Majesty's Secret Service.
1: Yes, a James Bond film. The
0: forgotten James Bond film.
1: Yeah, right, with at yeah, his only film as James Bond.
0: Good, good initiative. <laughs> but his name is George Lazenby.
1: Oh, George La- Lazenby. What did I say? The
0: one-off Bond. Yeah, Lazenby. Who, um, well, tell you what, mm. we'll talk about her Majesty's Secret Service on the show today
1: oh, and okay.
0: give you all that information
1: all right that sounds good so
0: that's what we'll be doing to honor Dame Diana Rigg yes in her first first significant role but basically her first movie role
1: mm-hmm. um I saw a meme that somebody made oh boy it was like um, a frog. No. Was it crying? Uh, no. Um, and it was like, you may know Diana Rigg from, and it was the three things that you just named, Game yeah. of Thrones, yeah. um, uh, the Avengers, and uh, the James Bond film. And and then it was like, but I know her from, and it was a picture of um, one of the Muppet films.
0: Yeah. She was the great Muppet Caper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty great. Yeah.
0: She did that; had no problem, you know. Where she was even on uh, some some recent BBC shows, um, she was on the Detectorists, which okay. I like. You know, wooden, not wooden. I like deliberately paced British TV as much as anybody, but mm-hmm. I, uh, I I bailed on that one. Oh, okay. Uh, and she was in uh, the one good. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, the guy that we all hate.
1: The guy that we all Mark hate. Mark Gatiss. Oh. Uh,
0: doctor Who episode of uh, the, the Crimson Horror.
1: Which one was that one again?
0: It's set in Victorian London. There is some mysterious plague that is affecting everyone and we don't even meet the Doctor until like halfway in. Uh, okay. It follows these other characters and then we they, they discover the Doctor who has been also affected by this crimson, crimson Horror and he's like locked in a box or something. And so it's kind of done from like, the outside actually a lot of Gates tries to do that a lot and I think that's a good way to go with doctor stories sometimes but mm. I don't know most of his stuff I don't okay
1: like. I mean I think that sounds vaguely familiar but um
0: yeah it's uh the return of uh, Jenny Flint and Madame Vostra. um oh, okay sure and yeah yeah
1: uh, a bright like spot in
0: the very dark <laughs> and I don't mean like tonally but I also mean tonally uh later years of Moffat's Doctor Who
1: yeah yeah, uh, I hear you. Um. <sighs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just it,
0: we we need to come up with a code for when you don't know what to say.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just I, I'm I give just, it to you I'm like I should, about,
0: and then we don't. Get, I'm just thinking we do get nothing. Let,
1: let, let me explain my sigh. I, I'm, I'm thinking about Doctor Who um, and and how much I I love the series, but how um, kind of. Disappointed and let down I've been with like I guess the writing overall the last couple of series are you
0: disappointed that it's not coming back till 2022 maybe a lot of time to work on those scripts and make it real good
1: yeah one can hope but um, you know I haven't the, this latest season with the 13th Doctor that the second season with her I haven't I haven't even started watching it well you everybody takes I
0: mean? a break at some time yeah um, we should definitely take a break from bashing Doctor Who to talk about Diana Reg again.
1: Oh, who, oh, I don't want to bash Doctor was very. I just wish it was better. But. Was
0: very involved in uh, charity as well. And also um, was the, this is crazy. She was the um, the chancellor of the University of Stirling. Um, huh. No relation to her husband, Archibald Stirling, which is okay. a Scottish name, I guess. Um, who? It's a new university. It was the first university to be founded in like 400 years in Scotland. And I don't know if it's any good or not. For all I know, it's a University of Phoenix, Trump University type thing. I don't Whoa. want to put that on there. I'm just saying I don't vouch for it, but I think it's cool that they started this brand new college and she was involved in contributing to it and uh, then was um, uh, elected as the chancellor for um, for a 10-year period.
1: Wow, neat. For,
0: yeah, so she was involved in a lot of stuff. And I always love how it's weird because when you look at like American actors and you go, um, well, what, tell me your history, what's your backstory? Well, I was born in the San Fernando, okay, all right, shut up, who cares? <laughs> right, they're all from California. Like 95% yeah. of them are from, from California, mm-hmm. and the rest are from Canada. Mm-hmm. And they're all from like upper-class backgrounds, and it's like, of course you were, of course you were. Mm-hmm. Because how else could you afford to not have a job and to go to auditions, and then you're you know, discovered, and I guess you're good-looking, because that, that factors in, right? Mm-hmm. And the English version of that is, well, we weren't rich. They're from Kensington or something like that. It's like, okay, screw
1: you. Right, right.
0: (laughs) And I'd like to tell you that uh, in order just to satisfy my own self, uh, that that's not the story here. But your family was, they are pretty well off. Uh But then so was Patrick McNee, the guy that played Steed. Like, it's like, well, we were only from, you know, we're from the bad part of Kensington. It's like, all right, come on. (laughs) You're wearing, a, a lot of times he wore his own clothes, on the show because the budget was so low and so oh it's like goodness. oh so you have like a bowler hat and like a three-piece suit just sitting around in your apartment <laughs> come on you know. yeah
1: right right but
0: okay. that's like but that's so you could still get like a britney spears came from nothing right
1: mm-hmm.
0: like maybe her dad had a i don't know the backstory of britney spears i it, don't either it, with the hagiography I, I should know right let's say her dad owned a series of boat stores or something like Uh, that, you know? So he was able to get his baby singing lessons and then, sure, she's from West Virginia or whatever, but mm -hmm. now she's rich and famous. Mm -hmm. So you get that sometimes, but don't feel like you get that a lot. Like, pick a random British actor. Tom Hardy. His dad was like a playwright and was like...
1: (laughs) Right, right, I know.
0: Boy, we just can't win. (laughs) But just because you come from money and you come from society doesn't mean that you have the grace that is often... Uh, attributed to society, and Diana Rigg had that yes. in all aspects of her life. Yes, and we'll talk about that later. But first, we'll talk about the news. Well, it's been 17 years, and how, how many dog years are seven, seven to one, right? Yes. What what are man-child years?
1: Oh boy, I even I, longer, I right?
0: Every every Ten? day is like a century. <laughs> so it's been a long time. For Man children everywhere, but The Venture Brothers has been canceled at Adult Swim after yes. 17 years and seven seasons.
1: I, I heard that. Wow, only seven seasons in those 17 years—that's crazy. Um, I know there they do it like breaks. the British. Yeah. well, I know there are a lot of breaks. Do it and when
0: everything. you got an idea.
1: Um. <sighs> I like the venture brothers. So it's, 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 it's too bad that it's uh, canceled. Um, And I think it's a really creative show, but it's like, uh, I mean, how many, I mean, do we know why it was canceled? Do we know? Like, I mean, you could go, this is a show you can pretty much go anywhere with, but did they, I guess, did they write themselves in a corner? Do you think, I mean, they're, I mean, how far can you go with this idea?
0: Seventeen years and seven seasons.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> that would seem to be the answer to your question.
1: Oh, okay, all right.
0: Jackson Public went to Twitter and he said, you know, they were in the middle of writing the eighth season. Oh and, wow! Okay, um, so
1: it was a surprise to them.
0: Well, it was a surprise, but you know, it, it's been seven years and <laughs> seventeen seasons. I mean, like, how many shows can say that? How many yeah uh, adult animated uh, Adult Swim animated shows can say that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sad to see it go. Um, I don't think necessarily that they are, quote unquote, out of ideas, because I think they put themselves in a space where they're just responding to... The whole thing is about both young and old nerds getting older, and that's who the audience is, that's Mm -hmm. who the writers are, and that's who the characters are. Yes. So theoretically, you could do that forever. It's called the Big Bang Theory.
1: Yeah, right. But at
0: some point... You know, you're not going to pay Patrick Warburton less. No. Uh, and you just see, like, the, the returns diminish to a point where it's like, well, maybe we'll stop. So I'm not happy about it, but I understand. Yeah. I mean, how, how long did you think it was going to go, you know?
1: Yeah. Do you think that maybe they'll do, like, some sort of special to help kind of, like, wrap it up maybe, like, more? So I that they were... don't.
0: That's a good question. I think that that would be... Um, I think that would be the logical thing to do, and I think it would be... um yeah, I mean, I think Adult Swim should should think about that. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah, I think so, too.
0: Um, but who knows? You know, this could be it. To be totally honest, for a show that I really like, uh, I have not been keeping up, and I don't know what happened in the seventh season, so I don't know if they're at a place where they could or, or should want to do that, mm, but right, um, right. I guess it wouldn't surprise me.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, maybe they should give Favorite it a shot. Favorite
0: Venture Brothers moment. Go. <laughs>
1: no there's too many we gotta get you saying something on this um, show. um i i can't pick a single moment um <laughs> um i i like the monarch and and um his uh his wife i like them they're they're weird and ridiculous and i like i like uh they're number one they're henchmen and um 24 yeah 24 or 21 21 whatever um and uh I don't know I like all the characters um they're they're ridiculous and weird and they're they're they make it they're interesting you know what I mean (laughs) you want to learn more about them you care about them and even like the weirdos and like the What's the name of the guy with, like, the invisible limbs and stuff like that? Phantom Limb? Yeah, Phantom Limb. Like, he's, like, really weird, and, like, you don't even really like him, but yet you do. So, I don't know. Um, Do you have a favorite moment?
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) I was enjoying you trying to come up with one, though. Oh,
1: okay. All right.
0: It's also, it's a show that I haven't, like I said, I haven't watched recently, but it has, it was born before woke culture. (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't
1: true. feel like the
0: show has a bad-hearted bone in its body.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Big dog on campus, just to crunch a bunch of uh, metaphors in there or, or uh, idiot idioms, but you know, it likes make- making fun of gay people, or at least it did very early on. Yeah, um, and I mean, like Jackson Public is is <laughs> an interesting figure. I don't know. I don't know who the orientations of the people that create the show, but mm. you know, it, it's often punching. Slightly at a downward angle, yeah. I think sometimes. Um, and again, like the show could have woken up a lot. It's still a show with like ten male main characters and like no That's female. True, ones.
1: that is true. So
0: none of this is like I mean, Big Bang Theory. Like yeah. none of this is like disqualifying or bad or cancel worthy. But mm-hmm. you know, maybe the show ran its course finally.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
0: I'd love to see a. A trina spinoff or something like that you know
1: yeah right
0: uh dr ms orpheus <laughs> um but i think that uh, i don't know i think you'd probably congratulate you did it you made your mark right and, and a two-hour movie to wrap everything up would be great
1: yeah be fantastic yeah yeah
0: speaking of losers let's talk about the oscars okay I mean the people behind the Oscars.
1: Oh, okay. Yes. I, know, I think I know what you're getting at.
0: The the Oscars, a body made up of I think 95% white men yep. in the voting block. Yep. Uh, but they added Tiffany Haddish though. Mm. has been trying to clumsily address its systemic issues over the last um, months and years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had a big year to think about it this year Yep. and presumably um, we'll see what happens with the ceremony next year if it exists at all but they have made a big change recently by requiring that films to be considered for best picture must follow one of or two of four different um, requirements that they came up with mm-hmm. and those requirements are essentially that they must have um, 30% or more of the cast uh, must be um, uh, made up of minorities or underrepresented groups. Mm-hmm. And this has to do with the main cast or the people behind the scenes, sure. uh, or they must have a significant commitment to paid apprenticeships and internships for sa- same people. Okay, same sure. Groups.
1: Yep. All right. What do you think about that? Um, I think it's well intended but i don't think it's very well thought out um i get where they were trying to go um but i think that it's um and i i, I applaud them from trying to 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 make a change but i think that this is going to be kind of tricky to do and i especially think it gets trickier when you start thinking about you know film international films like at what point? Like do do what do they consider um uh, a, a minority? And like is a film from China that is um you know <laughs> you have to
0: thirty percent have to be Uyghurs.
1: Well, right, right, right.
0: Like is it an ethnic minority? Right, exactly. A local minority. Right. A religious minority.
1: Right. But 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 like, do you because it's a Chinese film? is it is it, it, because uh. Asians are a minority in the United States. Do, do, is that is that film going to be treated? How like... How many
0: blonde crew members do you have? Right, no, right, Norwegian right. film or, company.
1: Or, or or is it going to be like, well, it's all minorities because they're all Chinese? You know what I mean? I I don't I don't know. <laughs> well, the Oscars how has to...
0: long only ever really been an American institution and really only ever cared about American films uh, up until fairly recently when Parasite last year won the Best Picture. Right. Good. Right. But also, you know, in terms of, as you said at the beginning of this segment, uh, the the poorly thought out snap decisions that the Oscar governing board makes in terms of these things. Because now, yes, if Bong Joon-ho makes another film that people are ready to just go crazy for and to throw up, they're so excited to see Parasite 2, will it involve a crew <laughs> that's made up of 30% minorities whatever that is yeah, in right. south korea right. so you, you 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 went so far to do something great by making a foreign picture, you know, a South Korean picture, the best picture at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Can that even happen now in the future?
1: Well, I just don't, I don't know. I, it's like, it's, it's so like I, their intentions I think are clear, but the, the parameters are, are far from clear and. It's it, a much
0: more comp. It's a too simple a solution for uh, this complicated yes, of a situation.
1: Yes. I completely agree with what, what you just said. Um, and, and I, I, I don't know. I, I feel bad. Like, at what point, like, like how are our films going to go about doing this, too? Like, do you, you get a certain amount of, like, makeup artists and then you're like, oh, but we need some minorities in there, too. So I'm sorry we really liked working with you before, but we can't work with you again because the, we need somebody else. Yeah.
0: And as far as the production staff goes, where do you draw the line? Because, you know, is Reed Hastings on the production staff of Okja?
1: Yeah, I because don't know.
0: he owns the company, right? Like, are we talking about front office people or are we only talking about like on set, like below the line people? Like, how does what's the distinction? Because, and right. any movie with international distribution already has that capped because there's Netflix Korea, you know what I mean? Right. Like, there's this is all taken care of in some way. I'm not saying that we have solved the problem of representation, no, clearly, we have not, no, but we have done it. It's just by terms of like the international companies that they co-distribute with and, and things of that nature. So, right, like what what does this accomplish?
1: Yeah, I I don't I don't really know to be perfectly honest, and I don't think it necessarily accomplishes what they set it out to, which I think is the biggest disappointment.
0: It's do they have Korea uh, band aids in Korea?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we How can. How do you
0: say band aid?
1: I don't know <laughs>
0: because that's what this is <laughs> on the problem of a lack of representation. Uh... Hey, hmm. if you like The Walking Dead, yeah. don't cry. Uh-oh. Don't don't cry and scream to the heaven. Why? Why mm. now? Why take her? Or mm. just something that I'm imagining happening on that show. Yeah. Uh, It is ending after 11 seasons, but a spinoff is in the works starring Norman Reedus. Now, will it be called The Rolling Alive? Because this guy's <laughs> going to be in a wheelchair soon.
1: Oh, my God.
0: I just don't know if, like... Uh, anyway, we I think we talked about this. We talked about this years ago. Almost ten years ago. Like, why don't they just make a Daryl spin-off? That's people yeah, love Daryl, right, that's why they're right, here. Right. Well taking them up to the death of the original show to finally make
1: A Daryl spinoff spin off. Okay.
0: With Melissa McBride, who I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. I guess either. she's on the show.
1: Um okay. Um good for them. I don't feel very passionately about this just because I, I never really got into The Walking Dead. Um but uh yeah, okay. Um I mean it's a very popular series. I'm um, I'm sure um this has the potential to do really well as well. So <laughs> I um, guess I don't know.
0: I mean, why end the main show? <laughs> Eleven years. This is like the opposite of the uh the argument for uh Venture Brothers. It's like mm-hmm. this thing. This could just go forever, and, I, yeah, and, and I don't it's know. been it's been quote unquote bad for years for now, a while now, possibly longer. Yeah. The people who watch it say they hate it, and they still watch they it. They still so watch it. Yeah, why should this ever end? I don't. I don't know.
1: I don't know. That's a good question. I don't really know.
0: Although Supernatural why they just, is finally wrapping it up.
1: They they just um speaking of they they just wrapped earlier this week um mm-hmm. was their their final day On their fifteenth 15th 15th season, seasons. Yep. and. And, like, a lot of people who are in the cast and crew were, like, posting messages on, like, social media and stuff like that. And there was, like, um, a collection of them that I think um, uh, I think either Jensen Echols or Jared Pilecki put together. I think it was Jensen Echols and kind of, like, put it all together in one place, which was kind of neat to see. But they're so... I have I watched like the first couple of seasons of it, right? But it's like I haven't been watching it for so long. There are people who have been on it for a very long time that I was not even aware were on the show. Like Felicia Day, for example, has had a recurring role on the show for eight years. I had no idea.
0: <laughs> well, this is almost different a different thing than The Walking Dead because I think they did just cancel Fear of the Walking Dead, right? But mm. it was went like four seasons or five seasons. It went a while, yeah. So I'm mean, relatively successful. Whereas Supernatural has tried every year to try to spin off into some other show. And it's just, for whatever reason, it's monolithic. They don't want a Snoop Sisters show or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't want a, a Loki show or whatever. They, they just can't seem to do a spin-off of this thing to the point where... I didn't know Pilecki was on the show. I thought he was doing the Walker, Texas Ranger thing now. But um, it's just going to die Alone, <laughs> successful and alone, yep. like Charles Foster Kane. Yeah, <laughs> just drop a snow globe. Yeah, you know, Was, the, was the, did the car have a name?
1: Gosh, I don't remember. <laughs> They're
0: like, what? What does it mean?
1: I heard. Um, he's getting the car. Yeah, yeah, he's getting the car. But that's
0: what that's what Jensen Eccles is getting the car, and I, you can't share it with Jared Pilecki, I guess. But I feel like one of these guys is like still invested in the show. And the other one is like...
1: Had one foot out the door yeah. for a while. Well, he's
0: doing Walker, Texas Ranger, so... Well,
1: Jensen Eckles is going to be in the next season of That's The Boys. That's what... The bar
0: fight was a practice for Walker, Texas Ranger. Uh, That's uh, what it was. Right. He'll make fun of people with substance abuse problems. No, it's not funny. it's not funny. Uh, let's talk about something that is funny. Alleged sexual assault.
1: What? How'd I do? That's, no, bad. <laughs> Terrible. Fail.
0: Terrible. Fail,
1: you're done. Go home.
0: Uh, Kevin Spacey is being sued for uh, sexual assault, alleged sexual assault. Let's say, okay, uh, by two men who were fourteen-year-old boys in the nineteen-eighties. One of them is Anthony Rapp. Okay, we're making this official.
1: Oh, no more just all right. sharing
0: your story. We are making it a legal matter now, baby.
1: Okay, um, you know, I, 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 I think you have to. Um, I'm sure this is not a decision that he made lightly and um this is what he feels is best to, to do to move forward with his life and um I you know I say good for him um and it's just too bad that this went on for supposedly as long as it did right and that he who knows how many um young boys he assaulted um it's really upsetting yeah. when you think about it
0: I think when you're in a position like that and you see a guy who, wasn't there some kind of judgment already or maybe I guess it was settled, but you see a guy know. who looks like he's just going to get away with it, right? Yeah. And I mean, at least Javi Weinstein, who knows where we're at on the appeal process, but he's wearing orange now, at least for now. Mm-hmm. And um, right, right. And right, Kevin Spacey right. is just walks and he is making... YouTube videos, like these weird, gloating YouTube videos, where he's, what? well, he's, you know, about the videos. No,
1: I do not. He's got these videos
0: where he's like talking. Like the, the last one came out a couple of years ago on Christmas, and he's like, "Merry Christmas, everybody!" And he's doing like his character from House of Cards. He's talking to the camera, and he's like, "But then people, they don't know what I got. You know, all the dumb things he says on House of Cards."
1: Great.
0: Well, so you see that, and it's like, all right. Uh, Call my, get my lawyer on two, because we're gonna we're gonna take care of this. I mean, you must feel an obligation to go. Well, I gotta say something. It's yeah.
1: A, well, that's probably part of it too. I right? mean, like
0: he committed a crime. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of times, somebody commits a crime, and the person who is the victim of the crime is like, look, I don't want to. It's not like I need the full measure of of the the arm of the law. So I'm really good at just mashing these idioms together today. (laughs) But it's not like I need to see this person prosecuted, but I want people to know what happened. But when you see this guy just continue to walk around, it's like, I changed my mind. Yeah. I would like to see this person prosecuted for what they did.
1: Right. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: I mean, that's where we're at.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, we're done with that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Speaking of prosecution. Uh Uh-oh. Let... No, I don't... Uh (laughs) You can't... You can't do... Look. Even I have my
1: limits.
0: (laughs) Uh, I want to talk about uh, movie times and trailers and things and stuff that's just (laughs) getting... The movie business. Yeah. The movie business. The movie business. It was announced that the release date of Wonder Woman will be pushed back. It had landed on October 2nd from being pushed back several times before.
1: Yeah.
0: It's now coming out December 25th, 2020.
1: Well, um... If it gets pushed back any further, it's going to be 2021. Well, they need to get
0: it out now because they want to get the most money, you know, for the holidays. They want to have it considered for the already extremely denuded Oscars. Uh, I think they figure that um, a film like this, uh, which is about a strong female character directed by a woman, you know, has a a hot shot at uh, probably getting up there and -hmm. getting some big awards. Mm -hmm. That's the typical thing. Mm -hmm. But... um, doesn't mean anybody's going to see it. No, um, Tenet has uh, is probably the best example. Is the sort of canary in the coal mine here, okay. in terms of releasing blockbusters to yeah. um, partially open theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't really know. It's made um, about thirty million dollars so far domestically and about two hundred worldwide. Okay. But we only know that from like returns, you know, from like what. Um, the theaters, you know, are, are, are reporting. Mm-hmm. Um, Warner Brothers is not reporting anything. They are not sharing financial data for Tenant, which is like, really? guys, we know it's embarrassing for you, but the whole point was we're all looking at you. The entire movie yeah. industry is looking at you. right? Slavering jaws, wanting to get vulnerable people into theaters so they can get sick while watching their movies. Yeah. I'm not right. saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying everybody is watching you, Tenant, to see. Yeah. Is, is the Batman going to be pushed back? Is this right. so on and so on and so forth. But they're like not telling anybody. <laughs> movie well, that's so it's just like super
1: helpful <sighs> and incredibly frustrating. So yeah. Speaking um, of frustrating. Yeah.
0: Mulan opened to a $23 million debut in China. Not. That's not great.
1: Not a lot. Nope. And they're open, right?
0: Yes. It came out Oof. just ahead of uh, a local, a domestic film in China, uh, a historical epic called the the 800 which made 21 million so not tearing it up over there and I, it, all I of this just seems to combine things to been... suggest that maybe you don't no, not in China they don't care in China yeah okay nobody cares about that in China all right that's why she was so taken aback <laughs> that everybody's so mad at her yeah
1: because
0: nobody cares in China yeah uh yeah it, it also seems to spell out Hey, maybe we shouldn't do this.
1: Yeah, I know, right? And
0: maybe you should make it easy for people to watch your movies at home Mm -hmm. and not try to bilk them for more money. Yeah. Because when you're looking at a Disney Plus subscription on top of 30 bucks, you just go, "Ah, I'm just going to wait.
1: Yeah, right.
0: It only matters to you now for a month or so, because that's what what we track as far as how your movie did. Mm -hmm. For me, I can wait a month and a half to watch your film until your sanity returns. And yeah. So
1: (sighs) I wonder, I wonder, um, yeah, I wonder what Disney's going to do with, with Black Widow. If they'll release it on uh, Disney plus or if they'll charge as much money for it, what they're going to do. That's the next
0: domino to fall. We don't know.
1: Do we know how, how, what Disney plus is, um, uh, uh, what do you even call it? Uh, their uh, their um, their rate of uh uh prescribers, uh, not prescri- pres- subscribers. Pres- subscribers. I would
0: prescribe. You do yeah. not go to the theaters yeah. to watch Tenet.
1: Uh, subscribers for um the for the Mulan release, or do we know?
0: Um, no, they okay. haven't released that information. I mean, that's this is still an, an ongoing story. Yeah. Um, we do know that they are facing continued um, scrutiny and uh, public anger over thanking Chinese government agencies mm-hmm. uh, in
1: the credits of Milan. Yes. Um, they uh, thanked some agencies um, that are in the part of China where a lot of the, um, I mean, am I saying this right? The, the, the
0: Vigors, um, <laughs> from Star Trek, the motion picture, Uyghurs,
1: we, Uyghurs. Sorry, where a lot of the, the the Uyghurs live, and the Uyghurs are are that the group of peop, they're, um, people they're Muslim who are minority, Muslim minorities, yes. and they're being be, there's basically a cultural genocide going. Well, on Well, when right you've
0: got now. a blindfold on, you can't watch Mulan <laughs> and see how the ancestors of your people are the bad guys in it. So remember, we wondered like, aren't uh, Mongols mad or whatever? Yeah, right. <laughs> like these these people are related in distantly to um, people like the Rorons and uh, the people who are the bad guys of Rorans. Right. So if you're in handcuffs and blindfolds, you can't see the movie. Which so. is
1: not great. But like <laughs> I don't some think of they're the... showing
0: it in the uh, det- detention camp.
1: No, no. Right. Exactly. They have these detention camps, which are for, quote, they are unquote. They're showing
0: planes, trains, and automobiles, which is weird.
1: Wow. For, for re-education, in mm-hmm. quotes. Yep. That's um, always
0: a... Uh... Positive which is term.
1: yeah and it's really bad. Um there's a whole um John Oliver has a whole episode <laughs> about it on last week tonight. Yes. Uh the that, reason I would, that
0: we know about anything.
1: Yeah, well. John that Oliver. I would recommend. There's other articles <laughs> and stuff like that out there too, but it it's informative. Um but but some of the organizations that they they faked are um were um it have been directly linked to what's going on to, to the Uyghurs. So it's incredibly upsetting. And I don't think that Disney has addressed this. Like, people have... What are they going to say? I don't know. But it's just not... I don't know. I feel like the story of Mulan, has the, the live-action film, it just keeps getting worse. Which is the opposite of what you want. But, yeah. you know.
0: A disaster you probably could have seen coming.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a good thing it's bad. Yeah. So we can complain about it. Yeah, well. (sighs) (laughs) Want a good story?
1: Yes, please. I don't know if we have
0: one, but we can try. Let's move to TV news, I guess. Uh, It looks like a Doogie Hauser female led reboot will be coming up uh, on Disney Plus uh, called Doogie Kamaloha. Nailed it.
1: Okay. Is the Doogie Hauser role she gonna be Hawaiian or something like that?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, it's gonna be
0: set in a modern day Hawaii. All right, and yeah, it'll feature Lahela Doogie Kamaloha. Uh, she's a mixed race uh, 16 year old girl and she's you know juggling her life as a teenager and her life as a medical professional. Okay. Um, it was cute when when no when you did, we didn't think about things back then too much. Well, that's but true. you know, oh hi, I'm your doctor. No, no, where, where's your? This isn't bring your doctor daughter to work day. Where's the where's the real doctor? Yeah. Is it still in in a world where and I didn't know this. I thought that this was just so. There's a YouTube video that's <laughs> that is like you know Bel Air, and it's like the serious OC version of uh, of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That was the inspiration for the Will Smith produced Bel Air. He saw that video because he's Mr. YouTube and was like, hey, uh, call that guy. And so that guy and Will Smith are producing Bel Air, the OC version of fresh visible air. So in a world like that, oh
1: my maybe gosh. nothing makes
0: sense. Yeah. But I did feel like we're making things more serious. We're trying to take them more seriously.
1: Yeah.
0: Having a 16-year-old doctor. I mean, I guess look, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'd love to see a, a female girl version of it fine, but is it going to be like a comedy? Like is it an unbelievable?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like you said, maybe with our modern day sensibilities, maybe it's it's not as cute anymore but... also
0: looking at neil patrick harris as doogie hauser and then looking at this girl's headshot girls and boys are different at 16 <laughs> do you know what i mean it's one thing to have like glug, glug, i'm doogie hauser yeah and then to have like this 16 year old that looks like a 25 year old it's going to be hard to yeah to make it you know visually th- the same or, or believable plausible. You no,
1: know, i guess i understand what you're saying
0: That's my phone. Yeah. This girl's already, she's getting into bars. Nobody's carding her. She's fine. Wow. (laughs) She's writing for Felicity, and Uh. she's 40 years old. (laughs) Remember that?
1: What? No. Felicity
0: had a staff writer who, like, the whole thing was like, oh, she's 18 years old. She's a genius, it turns out. No, she was like 38. But she just told everybody she was 18. She
1: told everybody she was 18?
0: Well, I don't blame her. I mean, like, it's a job, but... Jeez. <laughs> but. Wow. Oh, boy. More TV news. Michael Sheen and David Tennant's lockdown comedy, Staged, is coming up for U.S. streaming. You heard about this? It's a breakout hit on BBC One.
1: Um, they are I doing th- a thing. Think maybe. I
0: think they're playing themselves, and it's basically um, like a-, a Zoom call between them okay so it's like it's fake situations but the real actors i'm i'm making all of this up i have oh. no idea oh, if okay. any of this is because i have was seen like yeah, yeah okay well no it's all true yeah. i just i don't know the details i've seen these clips on youtube and i thought it was just they were doing funny clips for charity but apparently they have a
1: oh it's a show
0: a show <laughs> where they're doing these clips and so it's them on okay. zoom calls and you know there is it's them, like, you know, improvising and extemporating, but they come up with premises and, and stuff like that. What mm-hmm. they're doing while they're locked down, they can't act or whatever.
1: Okay, sure. So that's
0: why it's called Staged. Okay. Right? It's a double like, entendre.
1: Right, right, right. No, I But apparently
0: it. Uh, it will be on Hulu, because Hulu has picked it up for an American release.
1: Okay, then. All so right. So I'm sure
0: everybody's going to love Stateside, all those references to... Um, Red Nose Day and yeah, a right. bunch of other <laughs> people that I don't and know. And British
1: celebrities. I know that Jimmy Seville, no but for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, uh, right. Stephen
0: Toast. They could talk about Stephen Toast. There you go. Yes. And <laughs> in his incredibly offensive play that he's in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that Joe Exotic series that Nicolas Cage was rumored to be in yes. is finally being developed at Amazon. Okay. It's gonna come out.
1: All right. Uh yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot to say about this. I love Apparently Nick Cage, not. so maybe I'll watch it, but I haven't watched the-
0: It's called Primal, tiger it Day. already exists, and it's on Amazon. Yeah, I know. Nick Cage plays a rare game owner, and his tiger gets loose on a boat, so it's Die Hard with Joe Exotic on a boat. I
1: Check I should it out. just systematically watch all of the Nick Cage movies. Absolutely. It, I think some of them are probably really, really bad. I think- yes. One of my new favorites, though, that we watched within yeah, yeah, the last yeah. couple of months is definitely Vampire's Kiss. So, Oh, I
0: was <laughs> thought you were going to say Mandy. Yeah, Vampire's Kiss, for I, sure. Oh, I love yeah. Mandy,
1: too. But yeah, Vampire's Kiss is one of... It's uh, Chef's Kiss. Is vampire's it's Vampire's Kiss.
0: Vampire's bleh, Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Doom Patrol has been renewed for season three at HBO Max. So now we are seeing... Okay the effects of this kind of deal this this uh, merging of the properties here because this is the end for dc universe right mm-hmm. like it's over
1: yeah i think so so
0: all those dc stands and i got to say the most tragic figure so far of the 2020s is DC Universe stands right,
1: Mm, maybe. I mean, why? I guess Zack Snyder is a genius. Listen,
0: (laughs) you know, and like they signed up for like a lifelong subscription to DC Universe, which is now just gonna be HBO Max. So, do they get their money back, or like how does it work? And I just feel like they're constantly being made a fool of by this thing that they love, unfortunately.
1: Uh, Yeah, um, (sighs) on that note, yeah,
0: big Star Wars fan.
1: Wow. Um, you
0: like The Mandalorian?
1: I love The Mandalorian.
0: Do you like Gina Carano?
1: I do like Gina Carano. Do you
0: like her transphobic Twitter presence?
1: No. <laughs> Great. I was not aware of this.
0: Yeah. Uh, so she is a former MMA fighter uh, turned actress. Uh, yeah. Her Twitter bio lists her as Boop Bop Beep. Those are her pronouns. She was confronted about it and basically like Pedro Pascal was like, uh, hey, uh, what are you doing? I'm the coolest person on earth.
1: (laughs) By the way, I'm Pedro Pascal. Yeah, Yeah.
0: (laughs) And she's like, yeah, whatever. And so she's got the boop, bop, beep. Uh, Also, she has posted anti-Black Lives Matter messages in the past. Uh, She's objected to face masks and basically was one of those early coronavirus like, "Ah, it's not going to be, it's not a big deal. It's going to go away.
1: Crap. Crap! Well, I like the character still. Can I still like the character? Uh, I guess I don't like you, Gina Carano. Um, I mean, if she
0: got, and then her defense is, hey, you know, thanks for bullying me. <laughs> so she,
1: for him asking her is what that, she was, is doing is that an
0: actual no? Because uh, look, people come out, right? People come out yeah. against things that they don't like, yes, uh, whether they're good causes or bad causes. But yes. her response has been like, oh, it's it's really cool that you're that you're cyberbullying me. So is that a concern troll or is that the coveted reverse concern troll? I can't tell. I'm not sure what the terminology would be. What's the name of I that move in know. the ring?
1: I don't think... Yeah. I don't... So anyway, if she, if she catches a blaster
0: bolt in the first episode, episode I won't be crying. It,
1: th- that's not that's not what I would call a concern troll, but I don't know what but the it term is. Right? Would I, how so?
0: When you bring up something disingenuously that you don't believe in, that's concern trolling. So clearly she does not mm. believe... Because what she's doing is like soft bullying anyway, right? It is. So when yes. people say, hey, you're being an asshole, she's like, you're bullying me. Right. That's yeah, just a plain concern troll. Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah. All right. Figured it out. That's disappointing. Yay. I boo. swear to God, it's
0: going to be so great when we finally get to the good stuff. Yeah. Do you want to talk about cuties? Speaking of people concern trolling and reverse concern trolling
1: haven't watched it it's a film that's on netflix um there have been there's been a lot of people who are concerned about it um there was a petition for netflix to not air it because they felt like it was um over sexualizing young girls there's girls that are in a dance troupe the
0: content is is the content right Mm -hmm. that's just a documentary i think what people were initially upset about was the marketing by oh, Netflix yes, of the, the marketing. Show, yeah, you're which right. Which was, Thank you in their opinion, opinion. over sexualizing yes. uh, these nine year old girls. Yes. So, yeah, that became a whole thing. Then the Twitter pedophile brigade, in which to say they are anti pedophilia, <laughs> but they see pedophilia under every rock, uh, are the ones who kind of came in and were like, we got to cancel Netflix. And I don't, I don't have an opinion other than pedophilia bad, bad marketing bad. But, right. so they come in overzealously. Now there's been a backlash against that. Netflix has basically defended it as sh- social commentary. And it's like, well, the document document, the documentary is social commentary. Right. The way that you decided to to
1: market to it, market
0: it is not. Is bad. That is, that's advertising. Yeah. And that's like Sony level bad advertising.
1: Yeah. Right. It's a mess. It is a mess. Um, and I'm not exactly sure how they're going to fix it.
0: They looked great in their little Nazi uniforms, though.
1: Stop it. I was just trying to think
0: how we could make this worse. <laughs> little toothbrush mustaches on all the girls.
1: No. Uh, some
0: good uh, news. Some good news uh, from the video game sphere before we uh, punch out of this and get into something else. Um, they have announced that the Xbox Series X will launch on November 10th for $499. Now, that's not the good news
1: <laughs> necessarily
0: because that's a lot of money.
1: That is a lot of money.
0: Uh, that is their new, of course, game console. Um, always expensive when it first comes out. Like mm-hmm. you know, don't don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. They've also announced and have already um, shown us that there will be a smaller version of the console called the Xbox Series S. Okay. Uh, it's literally smaller. It it's confusing. about a it's about a third of the size okay. of the other console. Okay. And what you're getting is is you're getting a trade off. You're getting a trade off in terms of. A less sophisticated um, graphics card, um, a little less memory, uh, a little less internal storage. Um, However, the X, the uh, Series X is, um, you know, designed to be a 4K HD gaming machine. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the top of the line. And so if you don't have a 4K TV, you know, if you don't have, you don't care about all the bells and whistles, I would compare this to like... The existence of the PS4 and the PS4 Pro,
1: mm-hmm. which is specifically
0: for 4K gaming, yeah, Um, you could just buy in for $300. Bam. There you go. You're good to go.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Now, I think that that's good of them. I think options are good. You will definitely see some people buy the S, but when it comes to tech, people will sacrifice. They will scrimp and save to get the good thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Black Friday, sure. We'll all buy it. TCL Chinese TV or something like that. If we just want a sixty-inch, but I don't know. I don't think that it's going to sell as much as the big one because yeah.
1: so I people always
0: want to be on the the bleeding edge of technology.
1: I wonder if they'll do that again in the future if it doesn't sell very well. Probably not. Well,
0: you know they have a lot of money, and you always expect to essentially lose money on a launch unless you are going you know five six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So what what bothers me too is that. TVs and displays always continue um, a pace in terms of development, you know? I never thought that I would have a 60-inch 4K TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a 4K computer, uh, laptop, do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, right. I am one of those people who is on the edge of things, and I don't even have all that much money. Mm-hmm. So in a couple years, when you think about the fact that, like, the PlayStation 4, the Xbox One, Went for eleven years, you know. Their their life cycle was one of the longest life cycles in the various generations of consoles. Yeah. If you buy an S, you're going to be happy for a couple years, but then it's off to GameStop to sell it for another one, if GameStop exists next year.
1: Yeah. Good question.
0: Um, it's not future proof. Mm -hmm. And you know, no console is, but you want it to last for a while. But when there's some new breakthrough, and then seventy-five-inch four K TVs are five hundred bucks. Now you got a TV that doesn't match doesn't. your console.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: That's like zero with world problems. <laughs> We're going to have a lot bigger. You're going to be selling it for food next year, so get ready for that. Wow. Um, what else is going on? Uh looks like Assassin's Creed Valhalla will launch a week earlier than originally uh, announced. It will be huh. launching on November 10th.
1: Wow. You now don't this, really usually hear that with video well, game launches. what
0: else is coming out on November 10th? Oh. The Xbox.
1: Oh, so this is I see. to match up with that. I see.
0: I'm real worried. Why? Because Ubisoft and Assassin's Creed should know that they have problems with bugs in their games—just uh, completely skinless faces, eyes, and teeth yeah. floating in the air, talking yeah. to you, uh, and taking away a week of possible polish work. Uh, maybe not. Not great. Expect to see a lot of review bombs for Assassin's Creed Valhalla.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know. I think it could be fine,
0: but... <laughs> no opinion. And speaking of Ubisoft, some good news, depending on your tastes. Uh, it was announced that Scott Pilgrim versus The World, the game, will be coming back to consoles.
1: Oh, It okay. disappeared
0: from all digital stores a while ago over licensing issues. I
1: think you mentioned that before. Yes.
0: And then uh, Brian O'Malley, who is trying to go forward as a creator and is creating other things but let's face it I mean you created something that was very popular and it's going to be you're always going to be connected to um, has been not a part of the process in any way but he is the forward-facing person because that's who people know so he gets bugged on twitter all the time (laughs) and recently he had been making um a few like murmurs and suggestions that something might be going forward but he had nothing really concrete that he could say and now it's been announced that yeah it will be coming back they solved all the problems they realized let's make money everybody that's what this is all about yeah right and um (laughs) we get to buy it again
1: Oh, well, I don't like that. I mean, I
0: bought it already, but I can't play it, right? Because <laughs> it's wow. it's it's been taken off the store, so I guess wow. I'll have to buy it again.
1: Well, I don't love that. It's a fun game though. Yeah, okay. Huh, I mean, yeah. Was it a game before it was a movie or was it a movie before it was a game?
0: It was a manga before it was any of those. I know it was. Yeah.
1: That much I knew. Uh
0: no, it was uh, the game came before the movie. Okay. But sl- I think only slightly before.
1: Okay. I mean that makes sense. I mean, you so it's not
0: like Michael Sarah's face, you know, yeah, was yeah, in yeah. the game or anything like that. Okay,
1: all right, that works. Um, I'm glad it was not Michael Sarah's face in the game.
0: So, I, um, I think that Scott Pilgrim is pretty misogynist. All right, let's move on <laughs> to our. <laughs> it just, is. just drop that off there. Yeah. Well. Maybe we'll pick it up later when we're looking back on the track for our little green back. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the Dune trailer.
1: Oh, yeah. Speaking of
0: misogyny... No, I don't know. I don't know. I can't carry that forward. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get back to it with Bond. What do you think about the Dune trailer? Um, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah,
1: I liked it overall. Um, I think it it looks cool. Um, I don't know that it necessarily... I mean, we've seen, like, photos, right? Um, So I guess it's kind of, like, just giving us... um, more of an idea of of what the world is like and everything. Um, it's not. I, I guess one thing I was kind of surprised about knowing uh, Dylan Vill uh, Dylan um, uh, Villanov. Um, it, it is that like most of his films are um, fairly colorful and bright. No, you don't think so. No. Oh, uh,
0: Arrival. <laughs> So colorful. Oh, yeah, I
1: guess so right. He is mind.
0: absolutely 100% the Don't desaturated mind. king. And I said this 18 months ago like, "Oh, goody, You know, the desaturated king is going to take on Arrakis.
1: Yeah. And I know. somehow
0: they made a desert cloudy <laughs> and like dark like it's going to rain.
1: Yeah, good point. You see that in the trailer. You do see that in the trailer. Um I guess what I'm most excited about is um the cast. Like the 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 group of actors um in the, it's a motley crew yeah in this film i know it is um i do like timothy chalamet um i think he does a pretty good job uh so um i'm excited to see him in this um oscar isaac is in it uh, batista um uh, zendaya um in i, I don't know it, it there's there's a lot of a lot of people in it right um so i'm kind of interested to see it i I saw an article i guess i kind of want to get your opinion on this i saw an article i didn't read it that was like um talking about how the new film could become the definitive version i.e i don't know somehow surpass or become like the one that we think about instead of lynch's dune and what do you think about the idea of that
0: i think about public enemy that's what i think about what public enemy what do you mean i think about public enemy da, da, don't 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 believe the hype
1: oh okay i da, da, see all right all right don't i got
0: gotcha. yeah he's my man paul madame Mada- 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 <laughs> he's the key what's right <laughs> <side of Iraq. laughs> Give it up, yeah, boy.
1: I mean, I guess we can't really say much until we see the film, right? So I mean it doesn't
0: help that like the last one is connected to an tour that people would kill and die for. So True. I guess we'll never know if Dune is objectively like good and entertaining. Uh, but it's the same thing. People are so crazy in the in the crazy for for dine villain of that it's like we'll just never get an objective opinion about this thing. Every bit of criticism Will be colored by the fact that he is Danae Villeneuve. Yeah. For my yeah. own part, yeah, I'm just happy it looks like Dune. And yeah. as I was watching the trailer, I was like, "This looks a lot like Dune." And I thought I was insane. And then I went on YouTube and somebody cut the Lynch trailer together with the vanilla Villeneuve and I'm uh, trailer. And I'm convinced that this trailer was. I don't know what the rest of the movie is going to look like, or if there'll be a second half to the movie. Because remember, it's going to be two movies. Right. But they know, I think, what they're doing because it's cut almost exactly scene for scene, like the Lynch trailer.
1: Really, I'd be interested in watching Showing that.
0: you everything, they put your hand in the box. You know, mm-hmm. oh, here comes a worm. Oh, uh. they they didn't show uh, Jurgen now I guess Oscar Isaac, um, blowing poison in the face of Dean Stockwell or whoever plays that character. Right. <laughs> you know, like, they don't have every exact thing, but. Uh, yeah, it's just like, it's just so similar. It looks like a remake almost, like a Gus Van Zandt remake. Huh. So I'm not, I, I don't know. I guess I didn't I didn't expect much from Villeneuve, but I guess I, I like the fact either. that it's recognizably Dune.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, um, you know, cautiously optimistic about sure. it. Sure. Uh, but I don't really know that, I kind of doubt that we're actually going to see this in the theater. I don't necessarily think that COVID is going to go away. Uh, enough for us to be able to see it in the theater by December. I just don't think that's necessarily going to happen. Yeah, so it'll be I, interesting to see what happens like with the release. That's real optimistic. Yes, I think so too. So Wonder Woman
0: will now be coming out a week after it, I think. So right. apparently they don't believe in... I <laughs> mean, it's Dune, man.
1: Yeah, right.
0: It's. I mean, look, people will go see what they want to see, assuming they feel comfortable going to a theater. But that's... That's bad positioning Mm -hmm. because Dune is, it's like a sandworm. It's huge, right? Yes. It's so like Wonder Woman is, they're setting themselves up for for failure. When you're like Patty Jenkins Mm -hmm. and all you're doing is you're you're just doing your best. You're doing, you're making the best movie you can and it's great. There's things you have no control over. Mm -hmm. And so you make this like amazing movie. We're really excited for people to see this. They put it after Dune well, that's it. I'm screwed. Start looking for a job. (laughs) Because before that, I had a shot at a third one and getting a lot of money and continuing to uh, express myself artistically Uh And because of some dumb dildo's decision, four Ds, Mm -hmm. in uh, three Ds. How about a deleterious dumb dildo's decision? Sure. They're going to put this thing in the middle of the Christmas rush against a bunch of other films and the Kenneth Branagh, Agatha Christie film and whatever else right Wonder Woman no no matter how great the film is is gonna get crushed it's gonna be my fault and I'll never get another DC superhero movie again
1: yeah I see what you're saying yeah that stinks
0: they should buy Hollywood people should buy a dog just for kicking this is my kicking dog
1: oh no no I don't condone kicking dogs no
0: I feel like we have a weird relationship with James Bond on this program. Mm. We've talked about all the modern James Bond films. Yes, and we've talked about some of the other ones, but like, is Bond a pillar of this show? I don't. I don't think so.
1: No, it's. I wouldn't say that. No. I feel I,
0: like I um. I feel like you would not know a submersible Lotus if it uh, drove over your foot.
1: Uh, sure. <laughs> Who's <your> favorite Bond? God, <laughs> I don't. That's really hard for me to say because I don't think I've actually seen all of the Bond films, so I don't know. Okay, but
0: yeah, but not of. What's your favorite? Your favorite Bond Sean film that Connery, you've seen?
1: Probably. Um, oh, oh, okay.
0: i was, okay. I, I, I was talking oh, films, but
1: actual film.
0: Because you've seen all the um, bonds. Have I? You have I... now.
1: Okay. Well, you um, haven't seen
0: climax, Jimmy Jimmy Bond in Casino Royale on American TV.
1: Right. Um probably um what's the uh the one where he's on the he's on the train is that with uh, from russia with love yes that's probably my favorite
0: that's the right choice
1: congratulations <laughs> you did it uh, i made the right choice You'll everybody this... i get to go continue uh doing the show <laughs> yeah. that's my Can't prize. See it on a
0: podcast but hand puts a gun in a drawer silently Whoa. closes drawer closes wow um yeah it's a good one uh it, what's your favorite the, oh well we just that's why it was the right choice it's oh, my favorite
1: okay, too right. <laughs> I although to be sure.
0: i could be persuaded by arguments to other things but <laughs> the thing about the service is that it's come service series
1: the series yeah I think maybe well meant?
0: secret service yeah uh is that it's just come through so much yeah and it itself began as a phenomenon. People loved the spy fiction of the 50s and 60s.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's really where it, you know, blossomed and knew what it was. And then it became, by that time, the, you know, one of the prototypical action blockbusters that led to the action blockbusters that we have. That's true. Nowadays. So it was seminal in that regard. Mm-hmm. But then kind of like, well, what is James Bond? Mm-hmm. Like, what is a James Bond film? And they messed with that and then you had like a the competing um, uh, MGM Sony who was it oh, I you had the competing know. one
1: Yeah,
0: uh, which you know was itself just basically a Bond film but also an action film and then the 90s came around and we all started to get woke and then we questioned like what is, is James Bond idea? in this world right. now right, right, right. and that <laughs> did okay I guess maybe not so much Uh, And then we reinvented Bond as like, you know, stripped down. This is a different kind of thing. This is serious. Gadgets. Keep your gadgets. This is serious. Right. Although I have a Fisher-Price defibrillator in my glove box. But otherwise, it's serious. (sighs) And, uh, And then I feel like it just became like... Thanks to movies like The Fast and the Furious and Triple X, I guess, mm. it just once again became like, oh, it's just crazy. It's none of it makes any sense. Well, we're I in think space.
1: It's so weird, right? Especially just like looking at, if you look at the uh, Daniel Craig's run, right? Like, I think the first two of his films were really strong um, and were, were pretty good films. And then you get into the one where uh, what's-his-name is the bad guy and... Oh God, what is his name? Uh, I can't think of his name, and he's talking about coconuts and rats. <laughs> yep. And... It's really everyone's
0: weird. favorite James Bond film, Diane.
1: Uh, what's that?
0: Everyone's favorite.
1: Yeah. Well, where I, a
0: man surprises a lady with sex in the shower. I hated and it. And she later gets shot in the face. Largely for because a joke. of
1: of those things. Yes. Yes. Um. So I feel a I felt blonde like blind
0: Mexican tries to kill an old lady. Skyfall.
1: Yeah. I I I <laughs> hate that movie. That might be my least favorite. Although well, the next one is not very good either. People disagree
0: with you, but I would argue that you can judge something by what it inspires and if we go from Skyfall to Spectre, it just inspired nothing. And yep. then people could come back at me and go, well, I guess because uh, Quantum of Solace isn't that great then because that was going off of Casino Raleigh. Yeah, I'm like, right. all right, you got me there, but I still like it. I like it too. Um, yeah, blame John Logan, it's the like... screenwriter of Star Trek Nemesis. But the reason that I bring this up is because nobody nobody knows what this character is and I think it's weirdly important still in this. Nobody really cares what Vin Diesel is all about. I think they smartly said he's about family and then you can just do whatever you want and drive a car through a building and you're set, right? Yeah. It's about family. It's very basic. Yeah. Whereas, was he ever about... So uh, it's Cold War fiction, but did the audience care that he was giving it to the Ruskies or Spectre or whatever? Did they care about that? I don't really know. I don't
1: know if they did or not. But once
0: they departed from that and he's hanging out with Grace Jones and trying to kill Christopher Walken, like, what is, what's the character even for? What does he even mean now? Mm -hmm. And I think that the series entered a sort of long extended Dark Knight of the Soul as they tried to explore that, but then kept popping their head up for air and invisible cars. And so, like, does the character have to be about anything? And I think the answer is, I think, yeah. I Mm. think when he's not, you get specters. You get things that are like, why am I even watching this? I mean, why why am I I watching it anyway? It's just, it's a lark. It, It hasn't been about geopolitics for a long time, but... You know, what? what is it about? Like, am I running from a helicopter that's sawing uh, branches and buildings apart? Mm-hmm. Um, and my, it's caught my car in half.
1: Right, right.
0: Oh, those Ruskies. Uh, like, you know, what is it about? And that's what they asked themselves when they made this film. We're four movies in. Mm-hmm. Connery doesn't want to do it anymore. Right. He's not even talking to, to Cubby Broccoli at this point. No. And so he's going to take off and we need somebody else mm-hmm. and who they wanted was Roger Moore. Mm-hmm.
1: But Roger Moore
0: was like, I'm going to do some more saint.
1: Mm-hmm. And so they couldn't get him. Uh-huh.
0: And so Cubby Broccoli was getting his hair cut one day and in the chair next to him was a tall, dark, strapping young Englishman mm-hmm. who was in an ice cream commercial. And he went, that's my guy. <laughs> and by the way, he's not an Englishman. He's an Australian.
1: Oh, <laughs> and really? that's our guy. Wow. And okay. so
0: that's how we got George Lazenby. As Interesting. James Bond.
1: That's not exactly how I would have gone about casting, but okay.
0: And when it came to the story, this they wanted very specifically to this to be pure Bond. You'll notice there are very few gadgets in this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's based on, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, the book, and it is almost exactly a, a one-to-one adaptation of the book.
1: Hmm, okay. It's a
0: very faithful adaptation. Okay. And so that, as much as they thought about it, that's what they came up with. Mm-hmm. Now the things that you get um, from a ancillary perspective, or just like the things that you that are knock on effects, are you know he doesn't have the charm of uh, Connery, so instead he's more of almost a Daniel Craigian. A blunt instrument you know he's just yeah. a, kind of a thug mm-hmm. which is F- fleming always felt that you know he he never thought that bond was particularly like suave. Hero. you know he's kind of just a, no. like a gangster who gets to kill people and nobody sure. can prosecute him for it right um and so you got that uh do we like strong female characters i don't know if we do or not but you've got one mm-hmm. when you hired emma peel to mm-hmm. play the contessa yeah right um and it's just all these like little things that Got added to the ethos of, or the mythos, uh, either one of Bond, uh, were all kind of like accidents in a way. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting. This it movie is. also came out after Casino Royale. <laughs> The first Casino Royale.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is very strange right. movie. Right, which was... We, we've talked about that turned, on the show before. Oh, yeah. yeah, a couple times. Yeah.
0: Which turned face first into all the the sort of uh, tropes of ridiculous spy fiction, yeah. you know, in the 60s. Yeah. So this movie was an attempt... This was the Casino Royale of its time. It was the Craig Casino Royale. Yeah. An attempt to steer away from those things and to create a story with... Um, brutality and and pathos and and all those things.
1: I mean, I think the that's brutality why they got Kojak is, to is be definitely in there
0: <laughs> to, to be Blofeld.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought the because uh, it's, oh, it's different. We, yeah. Well, the, the guy who plays Blofeld, I think he does a really good job. What's his name again?
0: Telly Savalas. Telly
1: Um, he's very menacing, just with the, the way that he just kind of casually delivers his, you know, what he's saying.
0: He smokes a cigarette like a crazy person. Oh
1: my gosh, I know. And it (laughs) it was entertaining, but it was almost like distractingly entertaining. You know what I mean? Like you're like, you're like, what is he doing with that cigarette? Oh, I'm listening I'm not I'm missing lines that he's saying. Okay. Um but yeah, it's just like like only only uh an a hole would like smoke a cigarette like that. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's yes.
0: like something that Travolta would use throughout yes. his entire career. Yes. Uh, yeah, and he's uh, and he's also a thug too. He's not, you know, the, the uh, Donald Pleasants. Um, he's not somebody with a more like European continental feel, like we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. Like he is just. Uh, it, it's a little weird because it depends on who you're going with for his backstory in terms of like how he would present himself but they're just like no we want like an american thug like this guy's a bad guy Mm. and he's a hands-on guy too think of another movie where blofeld yeah is out skiing down the slopes and like starting avalanches (laughs) with the men like (laughs) it's yeah that's that's very different um the continuity doesn't work at all because they literally met in the last film and you only live twice face to face so Blowfield should know what Bond looks like.
1: Oh, they met in the previous film? Yes. Was it Telly Savalas who played him in the previous film?
0: No, it was Donald Pleasance. Oh, oh. And okay. so um, there's a little kind of an in-joke or like a meta-joke in that I believe... I know that they changed his look a lot. Oh, he goes brown-faced and You only live twice in the book. Actually, in the movie, too. Don't worry about it. Mm. I think he got plastic surgery in the beginning of Secret Service, to do this infiltration mission. Um, in this, they just just play on the fact that you know that the actor is different. So it's almost like a meta yeah. thing where it's like, he knows what Bond looks like. Or we cast Bond. Yes, it okay. doesn't make any sense. But no. because he has a different face, I guess Blofeld doesn't recognize his face. Right. The movie is, plays a lot with meta commentary in that uh he literally says that he's not the same guy as before i know the opening scene which is just like all right are you is david niven gonna come in here is this a comedy or not i
1: know well i also like appreciated the 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 trailer for the film which we watched different which kept calling out (laughs) that it was different um so I can He's I can lover, appreciate that. But like, also a
0: fighter. Right. Different.
1: different. We're just going to roll right into that. We're going to steer into that hard. Yeah. So you can't be like, but it's not the same Bond. I mean, you can, but like we did it first. So. Well, this is the
0: beginning of the Bond cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if you have to have more than one... Film series, I guess that doesn't work. But uh, because he goes to his office, and I like how you commented, like, he's got an office? Well, technically he's got an office, but we never see him use it. No. And he's opening, he opens up his desk drawer or whatever, and he's got, like, oh, there's Honey Rider's knife from Dr. No, and he's got all these different things from all the different films.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a nice – like, you had to tell me that's what it was, but I think that's a nice nod to, um, you know, fans of the series and be like – you know, if you're if you're paying attention, here's a little reward for you, you know what I mean?
0: And in the opening credits, uh, which are not I mean Maurice Bender's always around. I'm not sure they don't have the 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 Elan of the earlier uh, Connery films, but they do do um you know, the silhouettes and the champagne yes. glass, but they're showing like scenes from
1: Previous Films. Previous
0: films. Yes. No scenes with Connery's face, but showing the Bond girls, the yeah. villains, the henchmen, and stuff like that. So it's like trying to create this line of continuity up till now. When they make a meal out of showing his face in the mm-hmm. opening sequence, like it's a long time before we. It's really that line where he's like, "Oh, it's, it's, it doesn't happen to the other guy." Yeah, or right. We see like this is the new face right. of Bond.
1: Right. Right. Um, but I thought that I thought those were all like smart moves, you know. Um, and then I I guess. I don't know. Like maybe, maybe you know this. Maybe you don't. Um, what was their kind of? I mean, obviously these films were successful and made a lot of money, and they wanted to continue making them. Yeah. What was their decision to? I mean, basically they they decided to move forward because um, Sean Connery didn't want to do them anymore, and they're like, well, we'll just recast them and it'll be fine. Did did they have any? I mean, obviously they didn't know what it was going to become. But like, um how I, I guess how did they come I mean, I don't know, how did they come to that decision? I, I'm just curious, just that Connery didn't want to do it anymore. So
0: Sean gotta... Connery is an is an asshole. Yeah, I know. And so is Cubby Broccoli. Yeah. R I P. Yeah. Uh and so, yeah, I mean, it's like, we don't need you. Because you, you know the weird story of the Broccoli family. Well, at this yeah. point, the Salzman and Broccoli. Right. And they're like, well, I'll do it myself. And they just, you know, basically self finance like these films that became huge. And, you know, you, you think about like a studio film in America and all the hands, all the jam fingerprints that are on it mm-hmm. and how it can be good or have a singular vision at all. And then, what's the opposite? Have a insane family of, <laughs> of like three or four people who are making all the creative decisions, mm-hmm. like on a movie. Um, right. That's this. Yeah. And so you piss off the head, the patriarch of that family. Uh, you, you know, you're not going to be in the next movie, right? Even though you're like, well, I'm going to do Darby O'Gill or whatever. Right. That was a while ago, but yeah, he thought he had other things to do.
1: Yeah.
0: And then he did Zardoz. <laughs> ah,
1: we know Zardoz. This. Yeah. Ah, Zardoz.
0: Yeah. We know what happened.
1: Yeah, yeah, he turned into a skeleton. No, um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, he he certainly did. (laughs) So, um, what do you think about Lazenby's bond?
1: I think he's, um, I think he's fine. I think he's perfectly serviceable. Do I think he's as charming as some of the other bonds? No, um, he's he's flat a, a little bit,
0: and I think they compensate for that consciously because he's got a lot of one-liners, a lot of really great one-liners. Like Mm -hmm. he's always got something to throw off where Connery might have just given you those eyes and then, you know, as he's leaving the scene of the crime or whatever, he punches a woman in the face, electrocutes (laughs) her boyfriend, shocking, and then you just leave. Right,
1: right. But
0: yeah, they give him a ton of, like he's quipping left, right, and center.
1: Yeah, he really is. Which I
0: find charming itself, but yeah, the, the actor himself is a little... A little wooden.
1: Yeah, and it's—I don't know. I mean, he's—he's—he's—he's he's, he's, he's handsome enough, and it's—I I think it's believable that, like, you know, women are, are are falling for him and stuff like that. But
0: they certainly went with a type too, because he could be—you know—he could be Connery's stunt double. Like they are—they don't look exactly alike, but they are no. very, very similar.
1: Tall uh, body type, and then like dark hair, and yeah, you know. yeah. Yeah, they they had an idea of what they wanted in the look for Bond. Yeah, the
0: guy in the chair next to me. Yeah, exactly, his
1: exactly. Hey, that guy could be good Bond. Um, I could see him through the barrel of the gun shooting me. <laughs> and Let's Bond see. Coming down.
0: Put that hat on.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> Get down on
0: one knee. <laughs> Perfect. That's our guy. I also like that he goes every movie. Bond pretends to be somebody else, but he usually just literally wears his own suits and then tells them his name is James Bond. But he yeah. actually goes like undercover in this, yeah, <laughs> and in disguise, yeah. And uh, that's I, I thought he was at his best when he was doing that stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was actually pretty cool. Um, the I mean the compound where he stays in. yeah that that was weird right and like we have to let you out of the room you have to buzz if you want to let us out (laughs) and then so he like figures out really quickly how to get around that yeah Um, yeah with a
0: little clay it's not a gadget or a laser watch he's just like oh there's a circuit here i'll use these erasers to keep myself from being electrocuted i'll put the thing in boom, I'm, I'm out. And then later on we find out like, oh, all the girls know how to do that. So <laughs> It I wasn't know. like a big genius move on his part. No, but, yeah. but I
1: appreciated that too.
0: There's a lot more um, tradecraft in this than there often is in Bond films. Uh, whereas a satellite or Michael Madsen or somebody's going to tell you what to do in a future movie like he's... Um, he's uh he's doing things like like we've got the one guy who i don't think you even get a character name but it's like the other spy guy who's yes his, who's yeah. his backup curly blonde
1: haired guy yeah yeah euro
0: trash guy who's yeah. uh you know g- giving him the things on the sly and then yes. he's using the um stuff and then he sets up the safe cracker but it's like that's too technical for james bond he's like whatever so he just sits down and takes out the paper yeah and read the times but it's not he, it's an issue of Playboy. I know. <laughs> so he's just like, mm, all right.
1: <laughs>
0: it's just like these little bits of like character that are like he's not sure he can pick a, a wine, and he knows about heraldry, I guess. But uh, you know, he's he's not a, he's not a he's not noble. He's a commoner.
1: Well, I liked the, the dude's dude the the safe cracking thing because I thought that was like um, you know it was a way to introduce um, a, a cool gadget but but also like like you were saying like it's like it's not like he's an expert safe cracker you right. know he's not going to get out a stethoscope and some other device and like, i mean try he to crack has it. in
0: other films but yeah <laughs> at right. this point he's he is not that
1: yeah so um i don't know i kind of a uh, i kind of appreciated that um i guess like they, they did a couple of i wasn't i mean i guess it's for comedy right like so maybe i won't criticize it too much but like the, he he goes into this guy's office to to crack the safe, and they do like a fake out, like the guy is gonna go back up to his office, and then he finds his gloves and his coat, and he just goes on. <laughs> but yeah. then, like like five minutes later or whatever, after James Bond is done, like he does go back, and it's like okay, well, why? But you know, whatever. Um, that's a that's a minor thing. Um, I was trying to like, I guess one of my criticisms was like. The, the Blofeld's um, allergy thing, <laughs> right? It's so it's so weird. It's so convoluted, and I don't. And I, I think they 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 explained it kind of well enough, but it just doesn't totally make sense, right? Like all these young beautiful women have like these food allergies, and they're from all these different countries from around the world, right? And and they're selected because specifically because they have food allergies or something like that. But they're going to be agents of chaos for him or something like that. I, of... I got
0: the impression that they were all probably related to people in power. You know, oh, so it's the daughter okay. of the prime minister who's allergic to chicken or, or something like that. Okay. maybe not. Maybe it's just here's a tutti frutti selection of you know beautiful women with allergies. Right. Um, but yeah, I got the the, the idea that they were going to send them back to the halls of power, you know, to, okay, to do whatever,
1: whatever were instructed it is they're to do. do yeah. Right. Um, and then like the, 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 um, uh, not the mind reading, the brainwashing, the, the, um, uh, what do you call it? Conditioning. Su- Conditioning, like subliminal suggestion sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so that was in- interesting, but I felt like they kind of like they, the, the, at, by the end of the film, James and uh, the Countess's dad like, destroy Blofeld's compound, and so the messages can't get out. And so I guess th- basically the, the overall effect of that is that the girls will not continue to be brainwashed right. and then cannot f- continue to fulfill whatever it is his plan was. I guess so.
0: They just, it, they just just ast-
1: kind of like drops it, you know. Like, well, it's like, well, that part of the movie's over now. I think
0: they'll be fine. They'll fall asleep during Kojak reruns, but otherwise, I think it's <laughs> not going to be that big of a problem. What's more problematic is um, okay, it's great that you've got a, a United Colors of Benetton harem here, but uh, if they're all going to eat their indigenous foods, uh, which is uh, the one lady's like eating potatoes because she's Irish. Uh, and then there's probably a German woman that's eating five or six sausages. Yeah, right. Uh, and then the black lady eats bananas, and it's off. That the is problematic. Rails. We are off the rails, yes. everybody.
1: Yes, I agree with you.
0: Not cool.
1: No, and I think the Asian lady ate rice. Um, but yeah, so yeah not not as problematic.
0: Right, everybody. More people eat rice in the world than don't. That's true. <laughs> so it's not so bad. But the banana banana thing, uh, not not cool. No. Um. Yeah. I also like the fact that, uh, so that's a point down for feminism point also, possibly he up
1: with like two of them. in right? one night.
0: But his dick gets him in trouble. That's true. At this, at, at one point he's not getting information anymore. He's just sampling, you know, the, the platter of delights. Yeah. And when he goes for uh seconds with the, uh, with the, was she
1: English? I think she might've been English.
0: Uh, yeah. with the English girl, uh, yeah, he gets knocked out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it's, and then he's, that his cover's blown. If he had just stayed in his room, uh, maybe yeah. they wouldn't have uh, found out everything. Well, no, that's true. But it gets him in trouble. That
1: but when a lady a writes
0: point. her room number on your leg under your kilt in lipstick.
1: Ha! Ah, and a perfect number eight.
0: Yes. <laughs> I feel a slight stiffness coming on. I think I'll go to bed.
1: Oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah.
0: Um... Yeah, it's 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 a virus. Remember, they're supposed to disperse this virus. Oh right. Um, the virus Omega or whatever that's going to sterilize everyone. It, it's for, ironically for a bald man with nothing on top of his head. A lot of hats in this plan. <laughs> yes. But that's why they received the perfume that they were not to to open or whatever because presumably the virus is in there.
1: Oh okay. All right, that makes sense.
0: Uh, but yeah, there's yeah. just there's some great uh, look. They make they use every part of the Alps buffalo here because yeah. there are two separate skiing scenes. In there this are. Film. There's a car chase and a luge chase, so they're using every little bit of their setting. There's uh,
1: ice skating and curling too. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Um, but I mean, like all work all the scenes work yeah. i don't think skiing scenes were totally played out in bond just yet so right there's um there's the great skiing scene where they're chasing him down the hill and they're um going off he has to ski on one ski
1: yeah that was which is not great. easy
0: to do um and that's great and then of course that we had in the second part we have um the the avalanche mm-hmm. uh which was which was a real avalanche <laughs> the swiss, it Swiss like it the swiss uh crew or whatever you know they use um uh, howitzers to cause avalanches and so um they didn't have people shooting at that time they just captured the footage but yeah they okay, um, okay. created a real avalanche to to get rid of the snow and wow use that footage um there's the um the snow rally
1: <laughs> where they're
0: just having uh, apparently part of the winter festivities is like a an ice an ice race oh yeah where all the cars race yes. on ice yeah right and then um Teresa tears in with her, uh, her her 440 or whatever. Yeah, they're, right. So that was pretty great. We've hit the rush hour.
1: <laughs> and then she's like, we didn't even stick around for the award. All of yeah. his lines
0: are <laughs> they're good lines, but they're so flatly delivered. And I don't know if that makes them better or worse. <laughs> there's, there's the great one, which surprised. PG movie, of course. Um, I think they were rated in 1969. Yeah, they were. PG on mm-hmm. uh, Get a Nip or Two. Mm-hmm. And you also get a man falling into a snowplow.
1: Oh, my goodness. Dying,
0: and then the snow that shoots out of the funnel is red. It's red. With chunks in it.
1: Yeah. That and he was, says. Wow.
0: He had lots of guts.
1: Yeah, I know. Which
0: always bugged me. Because just the other day I was watching a, I was watching the Poseidon Adventure. And they were like trying to compliment somebody who just died. Uh, Rodney McDowell or something like that. Spoilers. And they're like, you had a lot of guts. He had a lot of guts. And I'm like, that's the line. He had a lot of guts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know if the the expression is different in the UK.
1: Oh, good point. Maybe it is.
0: But also when you say he had a lot of guts, it's like, it's sad that he's gone, but he had a lot of guts. It's like a compensatory kind of thing. Uh huh. You're complimenting somebody who, you know. But the way he delivers it and the difference of the line made me think, is that? A British thing is because it's positive. He's like
1: Hmm.
0: he has lots of guts,
1: right? (laughs) But the way that he
0: just says it so guilelessly, there's no arch, you know. There's no right uh, twitch of the lips, you know. He had a lot of guts. (laughs) He's just like he had lots of guts. Like look at all those guts I got to see. It's just so weird.
1: No, it's but I wouldn't want to deliver any other way. No.
0: And, of course, they, um, uh, like you said before, they blow up the, <laughs> it's a model, but right. uh, there's a real life Gloria. But, uh, yeah, they blow it up in a commando raid at the end mm-hmm. um, with some pretty cool parts. Yeah. Uh, often, this is not the first time that, this might be actually the first time in the franchise, but it's not the first time that Bond can't get help from MI6. And so he uh, turns to, you know, seedier elements, owe him, owe him favors. I guess that happens right. in, uh... uh for Russia with love, but uh, but yeah, uh, so they attack this place, and guys in orange jumpsuits, guys in white jumpsuits, yeah. going down left and right, and there's this awesome scene where they're <laughs> they're getting shot at because it's hard to raid a a fortified restaurant. Uh, but they land on the pad and they're getting shot at. And so James Bond just like runs and slides and he's sliding headfirst oh down, down this gang, uh, gangway and, and just shooting guys with a gun. And it's like pretty cool.
1: It's really cool. And I think I said to you at the time, like, how did he make that look cool? Because I think normally that could have looked really lame, but he's just so like nonchalant. Like, I'm just sliding down this thing and I got this gun and I'm shooting at guys. And it looks cool. So, yeah. I and gotta. Then,
0: <laughs> and then later he goes... It looks like he branched off. It's like uh, I
1: know. (laughs) You know, with the
0: ruffle tucks and the and the flat (laughs) one-liners, is this the most inspiration for Austin Powers, along with and like Flynn, of course? Yeah,
1: probably. Probably. And like Blofeld and...
0: Because there um, was... If you read yeah. it, uh, the the reviews for this film at the time, which were not good, mm. but a lot of them were obsessed with like, this is the Bond for the 70s. Like everybody was worried about how this franchise would translate from the swinging 60s into the 70s. The 70s. And it's like, it never even acknowledge the swinging 60s you know bond makes a joke about listening to the beatles with earmuffs on because he hates the beatles so much (laughs) so what does that transition even look like yeah i don't know
1: it looks like this yeah it looks like
0: big ruffled shirt tuxedo and megan's groovy jokes about (laughs) (laughs) snowplows i know tearing men to shreds yeah i guess well look we did everything except talk about diana riggs character we need to talk about time. diana riggs so we got the whole rest of the show will be talking about diana rigg
1: um i so i like her character um i i like that she is um very independent and i like that she likes to race her car around i think that's pretty fun we, try um, to kill herself well <laughs> not that part um, what
0: what was going on? Was she...
1: I don't know. We never find out. No, we
0: never really find out.
1: Um, But I do like that, like, you she's know... A passionate woman. Yeah. Like, she, she passes Bond, and that's how we meet her. Or or she's honking at him and stuff like that. And then she, like, goes past him. And he's like, what? And then he finds out it's a woman, and he's kind of like... It, it seems like he's kind of surprised by that. But then that all, like, goes away because, like, he sees that she's trying to walk into the ocean. And he's like, oh, crap. Right. And... And then they, like, immediately get attacked by guys. Um, her
0: handlers, probably. You think? Yeah, they work for her, her, her dad, right?
1: Well, why would they come after her with guns, though? But they were, like, attacking well, They're, they're going to, like,
0: drag her back.
1: Oh, I see. Because
0: she's wants to escape this life. This she's, life. She feels... Okay, yeah, yeah. That,
1: that all makes sense. That tracks. Um, And then I'm not sure where they are. Like, you were thinking maybe, like, Morocco or something. Anyways, I don't know. Um,
0: Well, the movie was shot in Switzerland and hmm. then also uh, somewhere else that I can't remember.
1: Yeah, but so they're they are somewhere kind of tropical. But so she's just like I I, I like her. I think she's she's sassy and stuff like that. I like that. She's pretty independent. And and then I like it towards the end of the film. She gets, you know, she gets I don't like this part, but she gets captured by Blofeld. And then when she is captured by him. She's trying to like she realizes that her her dad and James are on their way to to kind of help rescue her. And so cuz he's
0: doing the whole be my girlfriend now. I'm pretty cool. Right. We could do all kinds of stuff.
1: Right. And she's like, "Ugh, she doesn't want to have anything to do with it, but she kind of starts playing into the fact that maybe she does because she knows that they're coming."
0: She's quoting poetry to right. him and yeah,
1: yeah. Right. And then she like, "Oh, I want to go to this room." Because she thinks like, oh, this will be easier to escape from this area, or I'll be able to see them more quickly in the helicopters or something like that. Right. So, so then they go there, and then like they start attacking, and Blofeld like leaves, and uh, but there's still like a henchman there, and he's like, ah, get her, blah blah blah. But she like, um you know doesn't like cower and like scream for help or anything she's like fighting back and i love that um i think that's fantastic like she well, like she was hired for that yeah she like right she like breaks a bottle and like, is, like threatening the guy with it and like she like pulls him through a very 60s 70s wall <laughs> metal thing i don't even know what you call it um so that was really great to um <laughs> yeah
0: that <laughs> don't when going to the pis Gloria beware of the decorations yeah, right it has the most dangerous decorations of, yes. of any rotating restaurant in the world
1: right well like yeah like the spike things on the wall I was like well somebody's going into that they like telegraphed that really <laughs> early on I was like that's dangerous and like that's how she kills them so I was like okay um but it, but I like that I like that she's not She's a Bond girl, but she's not a damsel in distress.
0: Yeah, and, and plus, she tears ass in that car. Like, oh she, my
1: gosh, I she know. She goes
0: through the whole uh, through the whole race, and there isn't she's like driving
1: a, the entire time.
0: Let me take over. No, like yeah. she's she's got it handled. So yeah, it's unfortunate because yeah, she's very capable. It's unfortunate that it's only done that way because this is the woman that is worthy of Bond. He's going to put a ring on this one. Do you right, know what I mean? Like, right. it's great to see uh, her be like a ass and feminist, but, I mean, it's really in the service of, I will put my dick in you. I know. Forever. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, but, yeah, no, it's great. And she was cast for that. This is, you know, she left the Avengers to do this specifically, but also to branch out as an actress, which was a good choice because, Where's Honor Blackman now? You don't know, yeah, but right. you know she's got a Tony, so and a couple Emmys, so, yeah, like she was specifically chosen um, for that reason. You know, um, Emma Peel as a character is, like, Steed is no slouch, but yeah. Emma Peel is, you know, she almost never loses fights. On the Avengers, she's often saving Steed at the last second, you know. She's kung fuing guys. She's, you know, throwing knives and shooting bows and arrows and guns at people. Like, she's, it's like, it's, 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 she's the heavy, you know. Right. They did this on Doctor Who as well, like when they had, um, what's her name?
1: Who's, what's her name? Great.
0: I'm a huge Doctor Who expert. It's more that I don't, I don't do names because my brain is dying now. But uh, uh, Leela.
1: Leela. Uh, oh yes. Yeah. I don't think I've actually seen her, but I know who you're talking about. Because the
0: whole thing about the Doctor, yes. not the Third Doctor, of course, but you know, the Doctor is um, is, is nonviolent. Uh, you know, he wants to right. solve things by talking. Th- he's the Captain Picard. Yeah, he's and, a diplomat. Uh, right. Yeah. But like when he had Leela, like Leela would just go off and like just kick the ass of like three men <laughs> and just come back and be like, problem solved.
1: Right. Right. And
0: so that's that's kind of that's uh, Emma Peel in the Avengers. All of his sidekicks or um, assistants mainly. Um, It's ironic that speaking of Honor Blackman, you know, she was Kathy Gale. She was the Emma Peel before Emma Peel. And she left the show to be in uh, Goldfinger.
1: Oh, really? So
0: this franchise has a history of poaching uh, Avengers (laughs) guest stars. Yeah. And people talk about like, Emma Peel in her leather catsuit or whatever—that's they're really thinking about Kathy Gale. Kathy Gale had a leather mm. catsuit. Um, Emma Peel wore a catsuit for the, her first like series or season on the show, mm-hmm. but then they changed to for a little while PVC. After that, um, but after that, like they they designed a a colorful uh, cat suit. Um, that was like cloth, you know, for her after that. And then they just dropped it and she wore she became like a sort of fashion mod fashion icon. Yeah. yeah. Uh wearing a lot of different cool looks. And so, yeah, I mean, like that kind of got grandfathered in, but people, you know, people don't know. She's she's a
1: I mean, style yeah, Maven. It it, it it seemed like the the clips that I saw, she's wearing a lot of different costumes and a lot of really cool stuff. Like even in like just like um one episode it seemed like if if there was an opportunity to change her clothes like they were gonna they were gonna go for that you know what i mean and it kind of became part of the character it seems like yeah um which i think is really cool too um i i guess
0: (laughs) and then she left the show because it turned out her husband was alive so she can't be a, a spy anymore
1: are you serious? That's why she left the show?
0: It's not well, look, she left the show because Diana Reggie wanted to leave the show, but yeah. when they wrote her out, they're just like, oh, he was only missing. And so
1: That's lame. That's really lame. I don't like that. <laughs> um I don't like I'm totally okay with like Bond wanting to get married, wanting to settle down, and like then showing that. I guess I kind of have a problem with the fact that, like, they were married and they left the wedding maybe five minutes and then um, she gets shot. Yeah. Well, I'm like, seriously. We have all the time in the world. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. And I know they're said that. and I know, like, Bond can't be happy because then he won't continue to be Bond, right? I just
0: think it's funny that we, and a lot of people have speculated. I think we're fairly sure now that it won't be, maybe a little bit, but we've discovered that. Casino Royale is an important story. It, it, Bond never matters, right? This mm. week he's in Montserrat. The next week he's in Liechtenstein. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. next week he's in Andorra. These are all very close together. Because uh, so, he's walking. Uh, and it doesn't really matter. But then like when they go, no, everything's serious. Everything's dark reboot. What are the character stories of James Bond? Well, there's only two.
1: Yeah, right. There's
0: the one where he fell in love and she betrayed him, and there's the one where he fell in love and she got shot in the face,
1: and and, both and there's them... the one
0: where he got hit in the head and lost his memory and then lived as a Japanese fisherman for a couple of years, right? Um
1: And I was gonna say the the first two, both of them, the women got fridged, so yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah.
0: right, so they've discovered Casino Royale for that. I don't know why they haven't discovered honor majesties yet except for the horrible reputation that this film has mm. which is completely undeserved mm-hmm. this is better than thunderball i said it <laughs> but not better than never say never again would you recommend this film
1: i would i i definitely would um i think it's i, I think it's entertaining um i like diana Rigg in it um i yeah i i i, I like uh, Blowfeld a lot too. Um, I, I think it's. I think it's a good Bond film.
0: Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's it's way up there. I mean, there's a lot of Bond films, so maybe we could say definitely top ten. Mm-hmm. Maybe inching into top five. Sure. Maybe. Who yeah. knows? Depends on the mood. And it remains to be seen if we will pull a, uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service with uh, the character of Swan, whatever her name is, in the Swan in the new film. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Mr. White's uh, daughter, the romantic interest, inspector.
1: Oh. 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 I, I see what you're saying. Uh,
0: we find out that you know the past is never dead and the truth is never. Yeah. Is, is right. always lies or whatever, and so right. maybe he'll, you know, try to. We'll wrap it up with him trying to marry her and then her getting offed.
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: As a as a VW bug pulls away. Christoph Waltz is.
1: I'm the author of all your Pages. <laughs> Great, please don't let that happen. Please, please.
0: <laughs> it's just a, it's just a wagon with a with a cat statue that goes boing boing back and forth no. that time, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna have a glass of beer. I'll buy you a stainless steel delicatessen. <laughs> Well, it's good that we could do dual purpose that <laughs> it's good that we could talk about uh, without having to watch Rebecca, which I don't know if that would have really fit with us here uh, <laughs> or just maybe like a recording of a, a Brecht play that she did. I mean, this is the only way that we were going to get to really interface with uh, yeah. Diana Riggs work yeah. uh, from the genre's perspective. But I'm glad that we did and got, got to talk about an underappreciated Bond film, I think. You know, B went off the reservation after that. <laughs> Did he? He he came to the premiere of the film with a full hippie beard and like a narrow jacket like type thing. Like he was...
1: What?
0: His philosophy was, first of all, I think he's a mo- male model. He's a model slash actor. Uh-huh. So I'm not sure that he's like, uh, you know, thinking ahead. And okay. in fact, even his co-stars, Desmond Llewellyn, even Diana Rigg were like, I, I don't know what he's doing because he turned down the next film. That's why Connery came back for Diamonds. And they're like, he's ruining his career. And I think he kind of knew it, and he didn't care. Mm. And part of his decision was, I don't like all this shooting and spy stuff. This is the 1970s. This is the the past, the the age, the year of Aquarius here. Like, Uh I don't think that this is going to go forward. And I agree with him. Hmm. I agree with him from an artistic perspective. Of course, capitalism will push this thing forward forever. Yeah, (laughs) right. We'll never not have Bond or Dune. But uh, but yeah, he, he just kind of dropped out after that. He was in a couple more films and, uh, you know, people weren't really into him anymore. And so he's like, okay, well, I'm going to take the money that I made and he put it into like real estate. And so he just went somewhere else with it. But he's still hmm. uh, uh, an advocate for liberal causes and uh, just seems like a cool guy. He will tell you all day long about all the women that he got to bang because of <laughs> his role as James Bond.
1: Yeah, I'm but, sure he will.
0: Uh, but yeah, I mean, it just seems like, uh, you know, like a weird grandpa now.
1: Okay. So anyway, right.
0: that's him. <laughs> Weird Grandpa.
1: Thanks, George. The title of
0: this show. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but wow. uh,
0: yeah, thanks, George. <laughs> and thank you, Diana Rigg, as well. Yes. Uh, feeling it. Yeah. 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 It's been a long week. It has been a long week.
1: It's been a long, long
0: month. Yeah. In a long year.
1: The longest year.
0: We need a little commiseration. Yeah. So commiserate with us on social media, on Facebook and Twitter. And also on our Discord channel, link in the show notes. Come join us. Talk about your favorite Bond movie. Talk about your favorite Diana Rig uh, episode of Avengers. Sure. You know there was a there was a there was a structure and a beat. Every episode would open with Diana Rig just doing something. She's just a woman trying to live her life mm-hmm. while this creep in a bowler hat keeps interrupting her.
1: Right, right, <laughs> so right. So
0: she comes into her house and she's like, "Oh, a box of chocolates," and she opens it up, and there's you know as she's opening it. Steed pokes his head out from behind a column, <laughs> and there's no chocolate, just a card that says. Mrs. Peel we're needed you know uh, or she's just painting her flat having some, some champagne just painting her flat you know we need a yeah. new groovy color yeah. she's peeling off the old wallpaper she peels off a thing and it says Mrs. Peel she's like what she turns around behind her guy with a bowler hat and an umbrella peels off another thing we're wow. needed it's
1: like, Wow. stay out of my life seriously <laughs> I think I would get a restraining order yes
0: <laughs> that's what we needed get a restraining order against this weirdo with Gets the umbrella to you
1: and your umbrella yeah <laughs>
0: (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, uh, yeah, come bug us. We don't care. You're needed, listeners, to join us on social media. Also, we need you. Your assignment is to go to your listening platform of choice and give us a rating and a review and subscribe to the show so you get it as soon as it's ready. The world depends on it. That's right. Give us five constrictor snakes.
1: Constrictor snakes? That
0: a uh, corseted... Diana Rigg is Ooh. stroking
1: with a spiked choker. Very
0: suggestively. Yeah, right. <laughs> no wonder that thing got banned, but uh <laughs> like I said, uh did something for for Chris Claremont, I'll tell you that much.
1: Well uh
0: give us five stars instead, so uh-huh. we don't have any controversy there. Uh we'll be back in the future to talk about something else. And until then, we're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban.
1: I'm your co-host, Mikanana. Keep
0: the geek fires burning.